two guests in the studio. I have uh, Jess Baudry. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Simon. Good morning to you. And I have Marta. Hello. I'm afraid I don't know your surname, Marta. But uh, it's okay. It's Korea. Korea. Yeah. Hello, Marta. Hi. Morning. Good morning. And you're here, both here, to talk about the upcoming Festogen Mini Festival. Exactly. Yeah. 28th and the 29th, if I'm not. Actually, it starts the 27th. I am mistaken. Good. Yeah. <laughs> extended it <laughs> excellent oh, i wasn't aware of that so um yes perhaps you'd like to tell us a little bit about uh what festogen is um and then we can talk about what's coming up if that's okay sure well we rehearsed this really well so we don't know who's gonna start <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start yeah we usually uh yeah we usually wing it don't it yeah. it's just like being at open mic so uh, <laughs> yeah this just improv go for it <laughs> I, th- I mean, I'm Festrogen has been um, the baby of uh, five amazing women that I happened to come across uh, when I started doing comedy. And the idea is to have this uh, platform where um, women and non-binary have a sp- safe space where they can either learn um, joke writing or, or perform. So uh, I'm actually um, Festrogen alumni. And uh, so, yeah, and I think we've had, what is it? We have, we went from two of us to 12 of us doing comedy now in the space of, since last Festrogen. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, so we've been, we started it in 2022 and we sort of have, the idea was just to make it once a year, but then we were like, after six months, everyone needed a follow-up, but, you know, it, there were more people interested. So we ended up doing it twice a year. And yeah, I think since the last edition, which was in June, um, we're, we're a lot more women. And that was the goal, to get more women in Luxembourg um, who want to do it, get them getting up on stage and actually performing. Um, but I think from the original one, there were a lot of women came from the greater region or, or even like, I don't know if you count Brussels as the greater region, but you mm-hmm. know, they came from Brussels, Cologne, Frankfurt, because they were just like, wow, we've never had anything like this in our area. So they really came from a long way and, uh, and they're still performing. I would say like probably like three quarters of people who did workshops. Are still performing, do you think? Yeah, and I think, you know, people will come and go. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, one of our uh, friends, you know, she's uh, pregnant, so I'm assuming yeah. at some point she will drop off um, for a little while, but I'm sure she'll come back with yeah. tons of material. Yeah, like a whole new fresh wave of material yeah, exactly. about motherhood and stuff, yeah, yeah. I guess. And uh, I suppose this is the thing with comedies, and sometimes you maybe need to take a little step back and, um, you know, you do give a part of yourself when you're performing. And so, um, so, so sometimes, yeah, it doesn't have to be a go, go, go um, all the time. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, I think that's, that's a really good point, actually, because there are some people like, I really want to make it as a comedian. I've got to gig twice a day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. which well, like, good luck in Luxembourg trying to find. Oh, there's a lot of comedy now. But um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. It could just be like when you're feeling up for it and you're like, yeah, there's I mean, there are like probably two, maybe three open mics sometimes in English per week maximum. But then there's open mics in French. There's open mics in Luxembourgish. I think there was even one in German. So, yeah, you can just take your pick and, and drop Yeah, it by. seems that it's also, yeah, in the couple of years it's taken off. You know, we now have a pick of open mics, uh, shows, you know, whereas before we were all kind of scrambling to get into the one open mic yeah. night. Sure. So, <laughs> so now it's, uh, yeah, we, we have a little bit more uh, space 
There's more opportunities. Yeah. More opportunities. Um, and we should probably mention that the women, some of the alumni, including us, <laughs> um, from uh, from Festogen, have set up a mic called Frilly Curtains. So it's women exactly. run, but anyone can take part. The right. idea is like to give some agency to the, the women, just like you know, if there's material that you don't want to be heard on said on stage, you know, you, you can decide, you know, what kind of um, stuff is acceptable or not and the idea is to create a space, safe space for the audience you know so like basically if you're a woman or a non-binary binary person you want to go to a comedy show but you don't know anyone you we tried to make a space where they can feel comfortable and know that you know their boundaries are not going to be well <laughs> not too badly crossed let's say. and the, even the choice of venue i mean we are at costco's on wednesday evenings at yeah. 8 p.m and there's a lift so we've had people in wheelchairs coming so, to to see us so it's all part of like the whole ethos of really trying to make comedy accessible for yeah. everyone. And Inclusion. sort of fully embracing the inclusivity Exactly, aspect of it, that's yeah. the right word, exactly. Mm. Um, and actually this afternoon I'm speaking to the Rainbow Centre uh, for the LGBTQ plus uh, community. Uh, they're really interested to, to work with, um, with, with Festogen actually to sort of see if they can collaborate <coughs> um, because more and more groups are realising how empowering it is to get up on stage and speak your truth, to find humour in your in your whatever, your pain or whatever in your life, um, sort of trauma bonding, let's say. <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> I mean, don't traumatize the audience, but like you can find the funny usually once you've like healed a little bit from whatever's gone on. That, that's perceived, <coughs> excuse me, that's perceived as sort of an English trait, isn't it? That dark humor, like get, um, coping with stress or coping with the trauma through humor um, afterwards. And um, yeah. I imagine. From my experience, that, you know, that, that's known as a, sort of an English trait, but I imagine it is a sort of a, a worldwide thing as well. Um, I have a question <laughs> with regards <coughs> the sort of inclusivity aspect and uh, a, a, a space for everyone. And, um, and there's a sort of, a, 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 I've seen comments around the fact that um, humour is sometimes intrinsically cruel to some degree. And, and so that, and, and I wonder how you deal with that aspect when you when you're trying to be fully inclusive um uh how you don't alienate any one part of the audience like and i'm genuinely interested in that because um um yes I, i've seen a lot of comedians that perhaps i've liked in the past fall fall away because they haven't adapted they haven't mm -hmm. been able to adapt and so yeah just like uh, wondering how you w what you say about that because it's it's probably, well, it, it can't be true, otherwise you wouldn't exist, would you? Um, things like festogen would not exist, so. Do you want to take this, or actually? And I think, first of all, um, if you're doing jokes about your own life, um, you know, this, your own pain or whatever, you know, you're, that you've handled and then you're, you're coming back from it, that's okay, because it's your lived experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't necessarily need, well, if you do end up insulting someone, it's usually not, you know, it's actually, you're, you're, you're taking, you're mocking yourself. Um, at the same time, there's a principle that some comedians adhere to, which is called punching up, not punching down. Yes. So you basically joke about people who have more power than you. And so depending on where you are in the, the social strata, that, that could be, it, it could be different. So if I'm a, a cis white male, uh, um, then, you know, uh, it might not be okay to make jokes about um, women of color, uh, or maybe even sure. white women, uh, because we're you know, you might be lower down the, the pecking order. So that's something I try to adhere to. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to follow up on anything. Yeah, it's funny you were saying about uh, dark humor and uh, Britishness because yeah. I, I studied, and even though I'm Portuguese, I studied in the in the UK and somehow it just kind of rubbed off on me. So m my comedy can get pretty dark. And as Jess said, but for me, it was very important to 
uh, strike the right balance. And yeah. all the comedy I've done, it's almost like a timeline of what's happened since I've started doing comedy. So it is very personal. Um, so I don't think I'm, I'm like, okay, I might make fun of men here and there, <laughs> I, uh, I have to admit. But, uh, you know, but, but when you're talking about dating apps, you know, basically what men put out there, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free, Absolutely. you know, free for all. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I think, and it goes with, with the discussion on mental health as well this, um, this month. Yeah. Um, is if you decide that you're not going to address any specific population and you're going to talk more about yourself is how do you protect yourself as well mm. at the same time. And you do not want to be in a position either that you want to make your audience uncomfortable. So it is a fine balance. Um, but generally, people, I think, know. I mean, audiences' reactions say everything. And yeah. we've had more and more women um, sitting... Um, in front of us, and I, I don't know if you've noticed that, Jess, but I, really, no. when I started doing, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but when sometimes I'm I'm doing comedy and I see the women nodding, and it's almost like they're trying to absorb it because, you know, we're surrounded by men and the kind of jokes that they might not necessarily appreciate. So yeah. mm. they seem to be really craving um, a different angle oh, to God, comedy. Yeah. So yeah, the women's side. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so surely, true. just by the very act of you telling the story, you're you're instantly you're relatable to to your audience as well. If, if the audience is predominantly female, then of course you're going to be more relatable. Um, yeah. Can we talk about estrogen? You, yeah. You've got oh. workshops. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, and because this ties into the like, you talking about yeah. your alumni and people <laughs> learning with you. And I think I don't know um, an awful lot about the comedy scene. Hands up! But uh, uh, the idea of the workshop aspect, I think, is very interesting, quite appealing. Yeah. So perhaps you might like to speak a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, it's the core of Festigen. At the end of the day, we just tagged on the professional shows <coughs> because we were like, well, there's a professional person here giving a workshop. We might as well put them on stage, and that's inspiring. So yeah, we've got three workshops. Uh, the first one is joke writing for beginners. It's a really popular one that we've run since the beginning of the festi festival last year. And Erin uh, Crouch and Anshita Kool, who are two professional comedians, Anshita was on this um, uh, Indian TV show called Queens of Comedy. Um, and so she's a really big deal. And she was a finalist in the Funny Women competition in the UK. And Erin Crouch is just an incredible American comedian uh, who's based in, in Germany, in Kaiserslautern. So they're teaching that, and it's a really accessible um, uh, entry point for anyone who's just like, okay, I want to, I want to know how jokes work, or I think I'm funny, but I want to write some material. And actually, you'll realise that there's techniques. You know, you just and it's really they really take you through your, those steps. So that's the kind of like um, landing pad, let's say. And then in the afternoon. We've got this really cool British comedian. She's called Mel Byron. I love her so much. She um, She's going to do a workshop on crowd work uh, because that's, uh, you know, when you're doing a mic, you always need someone to do the emceeing. Uh, but at the same time, you, maybe even if you're not going to do comedy, you might have to do public speaking. Uh, maybe you need to talk in meetings, chair a meeting. And so, like, crowd work is really interesting. It's about connecting with an audience and, and finding out who you are and leaning into, like, your weaknesses a little bit and, and, and making fun of them. But really, yeah, so it's about self-awareness and, and, and building up confidence in front of a crowd. And that's going to be a really rich workshop. It's from two until uh, six, so like four, four hours with a break. But I think we're, we're all going to get so much out of that. And then the last workshop, um, 
it ties in a little bit with what Marta was saying about mental health. Um, when you're doing anything that takes you out of your comfort zone, you're always going to be asking your question, yourself questions. Uh, well, I do. <laughs> I, don't, I make a big assumption that everyone else does. But, you know, you ask yourself... I, th- like, I think us women do. Yeah. I'm not sure what men do. <laughs> my entourage does. <laughs> my, my friend group. Uh, you're just like, am I any good at this? Why am I doing this? Oh, my God. It was, I had a terrible way with my... You know, all of these kinds of thoughts like... Um, I should just quit uh, or uh, or people think I think that I'm great and then I'm not and I don't think that uh, you know stupid things that you you're you know you're letting giving your letting yourself think about that basically are not helping you that are holding you back so one of our alumni um and she's called Alexandra Neves she's a, a psychologist and uh, so we sat down and said look can you do something about imposter syndrome and help us you know work through it so she's put together a whole workshop about that and even if you don't do comedy, I think that's a really valuable workshop for anyone who's doing, like I said, anyone's doing something creative, uh, writing a, or build, you know, making something about themselves, putting themselves out there who might be having, yeah, these thoughts and need a bit of a mental health boost. So that's the workshop on Sunday uh, on the 29th of October. Excellent. So um, just a couple of things there. I'd say about the um, <clears throat> uh, imposter syndrome thing. I think the difference between men and women, I think men do feel it. I just think women are more able and willing to talk about it and I think men just think I got away with it like don't, don't say <laughs> yeah. anything yeah shut yeah, up yeah and um yes yeah and we're yeah. just too honest don't we we're just like I, yeah. I think just women yeah. generally are just more open mm. and more open to talking about those sort of things you yeah. know like I'm having trouble with this whereas men are like rah, rah, it's fine rah, whatever <laughs> um so yes um imposter syndrome that's that's really good and it also ties into like how to to work a crowd I guess as well that sort of because if you have imposter syndrome you're going to stand up there and go <laughs> And um, and the, the thing about um, being being funny, um, but uh, how to be a great MC or how to and joke writing for beginners especially. Um, I know plenty of people that are really really funny in their anecdotal day to day things, but the second you put them on a stage, they'd be hopeless. So I think that's that's really a, a good idea. These sound like three really great workshops. Thank you. I yeah. think they are too. Yeah. Right. Okay. So twenty um, seventh. 28th and 29th? Exactly, yeah. October. Let's talk some basics here. How do people find out more, um, tickets, etc., etc., um, social media, all that sort of good stuff? Tell me. Yeah, so you, you can look us up uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, website. Festrogen is the keyword, and um, <coughs> Festrogen Festival, and uh, yeah, you, you might even find posters all around town too. Excellent. And uh, word of mouth, I mean, Luxembourg is still small, so we are trying to share with as many people as possible. And, uh, well, and thanks to you, we're sharing here too. Sure, and um, this interview will be put up online later on. And oh, I'll have no I'll have all the, the details of, you know, like web links and such like um, then. I want to just add one last thing. Marta Please do. Matt has been an amazing supporter of Festogen Festival. So we um, we were just like a ad hoc thing last year. And and then um, uh, the Ville de Luxembourg took an interest in what we were doing, uh, thanks to Marta, who introduced us. And so we created an ASBL to support our activities. It's called Laughs in Translation. And Marta is our wonderful secretary and business development person and <laughs> did a huge fundraiser for the last edition, which was incredible. So, well, if you want to give us some details about that as well, uh, I can put those on. on Brilliant. Uh, Just a quick shout out to Christiane Zitten, uh, the, the woman at Ville de Luxembourg that <laughs> turned out to be such a comedy fan. And I think it's thanks to her that we've managed to keep Festrogen going and we hope that it continues to grow in the next few years. Excellent. 